This is the Dear Warren Podcast. And welcome to the Midweek Podcast. We have Warren's Announce Table back again. Joining me is, as always, is Jessica. Hello. And uh, we, we're, we're recovering from a string of just playing video games, and we're switching to uh, something much more productive. And that is watching professional wrestling <laughs> again. The most important thing we've done all day. And uh, in case you're new to the podcast, we use, uh, the midweek ones, we just have a little fun. We do things that uh, have uh, our, our little hobbies, our little quirks. Well, the, the hobbies that we can actually talk about um, uh, as we're doing them. Because mm-hmm. even though we love to do jujitsu, it's hard to do a podcast while you're doing jujitsu. Imagine that. We, we could probably try, but it's probably going <laughs> to... probably sound really terrible. Uh-huh. Just, and oh. just and just other people on, on the thing. I don't want to tap be. tap. Ow! <laughs> Are you okay, bro? I poked you in the eye. <laughs> oh, no, not the sweat, not the sweat. Don't drip on me. Don't drip. Oh, it burns. Uh, would not be particularly nope. interesting. But um, in this case, uh, during this week, uh, since we're doing Warren's announce table, uh, we watched an episode of WWE's NXT and uh, professional wrestling. Big part of our life. I think uh, I, I mentioned a few times that I think. You and I together have been to more wrestling shows than we have concerts. I, I, we have, absolutely. And we're actually headed to a, a, another one event. We, we were at one recently. We were at a SmackDown, right? Yep. At Newark's Prudential Center. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it was a wonderful two-part anniversary gift. Yes, it was. <laughs> and then uh, the next show is... Backslash. WWE Backlash. Slash. Which is, uh, what is it? I, I think it's the pay-per-view after WrestleMania. And... That's for in, in the future. Right now, we are watching uh, WWE NXT. And in case you're new to it, uh, this is uh, the professional wrestling company, uh, WWE Worldwide Entertainment. I think that's what it stands for these days. They, they keep changing it. Mm. But this is their minor leagues, yep. as you would say. And yep, yep. it's a weekly show. It's on their own network. Uh, they're ahead of the game in the sense of uh, having having uh, kind of like their own networks, just kind of like a, what is it, like MLB Network or mm-hmm. NHL Network. And uh, this is like the first show of the new year. And this is, uh, last week was like a recap show. That's well, another reason why we didn't do it. But. What's interesting about this episode is that they're in Atlanta, Georgia in a theater. So it's almost for folks that are know about theater it's sort of theater in the round well granted it's always theater in the round when it's nxt generally they're in the center of the ring so that's technically what it's called uh a a format of it but in this case they have like a stage on one side and then it looks like they're covered on three sides with people which is oh look at this it's a very interesting setup i've not seen one like this before it's pretty cool so the entrances i think will be kind of exciting a little more theatric than usual right because they are on an elevated platform and isn't isn't like a theater setup uh supposed to be more so like there's no real like bad seat in the house like you can hear especially when it's in the round i I actually never thought about that when talking about wwe Mm -hmm. um you know but it's kind of like all the concerts you know those musicians maybe youtube on jovi where they would have the stages in the center Mm -hmm. and be like a 360 show Mm -hmm. Uh, that's very much i think taken from theater (coughs) when they used to do theater outside um, so, yes, yeah, so there's not really ever a bad seat. And in this case, it's a smaller venue uh, than it's not an arena or anything. So it's, uh, it's pretty. Shout outs to all theater majors yeah, out there. Woo-hoo. Tell tell your theater professors to hold a professional wrestling event yes, next time yes. in your theater. And who is coming out now? Uh, Shayna Baszler. Who is? So she was one of the four horsewomen of UFC. That UFC people. That UFC. So she, I don't know if she was champion, but no. she. I think she, I think she only held a, a record of like, she won one fight and then she lost one fight. I think that's what it was. Really? It was only, it was only two I fights think she in had UFC? A very, I, I think she had a very, very short career in UFC, but since she trained with Ronda Rousey mm. and, and the others. <laughs> that's kind of how it goes, right? But yeah. So she was uh, signed to NXT a little bit ago. She was the one of the finalists in the Mae Young Classic, as we talked about before. It was a female-only tournament, 36 women. So she 32. made it to, 32 women, and she made it to the end with Kyrie Sane. And what is she doing in this promo? So she is choking out a training partner on purpose. and Not people, letting go. People are scrambling to get her off of said training partner. She's playing the she's playing the heel. She's playing the bad uh, the bad guy. Bad woman. Yeah. Bad the villain. Right. And, I, and to be fair, her playing the villain is a little bit, I would think, more interesting because it's kind of like she tries to kill people. Yes. Uh, so she's just 
you know, a little bit of a screw loose, a little bit of... And she's just done uh, interestingly well on the independence as as well, too. I know how much you love researching the independent oh, yeah, wrestling totally federations. Oh, yeah, totally what I do in my she, spare time. She, but when she joined NXT, she did not come in totally green or without any experience whatsoever. So it's, uh, it, once again, it's an interesting crossover. And she fits kind of like one of those niche roles in... Um, in the in the women's division, which is we want an MMA fighter, especially since the other MMA fighter slash wrestler, what's her name, Sonia Deville, and was actually called up, which to our surprise, yep. she um, got called up to the main roster. So, um, as you see here, there's just always a constant rotation, and now she, uh, Shayna Baszler herself, is being uh, uh, filling that role in in the minor leagues as the MMA slash <laughs> professional wrestler hybrid. And this is oh, I forgot Dakota her name. Kai, Dakota Kai, and she was also in the. Uh, the the, the May Young Classic as well too. The May Young Classic was it as you said it was thirty two women from uh, WWE developmental as well as from like the 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 higher talent higher as in the more popular talent from other independents. Yep. And they were they were all kind of like given a shot to like showcase and uh, show their thing. I think pretty much the majority of them got signed. I think they did. Yeah, at least you know for for a little bit and 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 they see in these. In NXT, how well they perform. Mm-hmm. And I think also, too, to put it into perspective, is that the the weekly televised show is actually not it. Like, it's not not it in terms of there are other NXT shows that are like dark NXT shows, too. So, What do you mean by dark NXT shows? Meaning NXT shows that are not televised ah, in any way. So they call house them shows, right? House shows, dark matches. Um, <coughs> they'll call them either one of the two where you'll see um, if you do follow any of the NXT I don't want to call them underlings. The terrible, you know, the ones that are not necessarily on TV right now. Mm. Um, I mean, they're constantly doing shows, just smaller shows in smaller places and things. So I'm, I, you know, I'm excited to see what happens. It's, admittedly, I'm, I'm actually rooting for I think Macy Estrella, who's the, uh, the blonde. I don't know what you would call her in terms of. She's the ex marine, like the ex real life marine mm-hmm. or military lady who plays kind of like the American uh, 1950s sort of pinup girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just like her. I don't know. Like, like the a, military pinup girl. The military girl, right? p- pinup girl. So we've not seen her. I think she's been doing... She's been doing... She some, was in the Mayan Classic as well, too. She was. And she's been doing, I think, some dark matches. And I think she was doing a lot of like the, the troop stuff, obviously, because... Ooh. They sold that really well. They did. Dakota Kai was caught on the ground, and uh, and she was put into something like kind of like a Kimura. And then uh, uh, Shayna got up and stomped right on her elbow Oh, look at this. Mm. And it looked really nasty. Like either Dakota Kai, like they worked on the spot where like she, she like can bend her arm in a way to make it look as if like the arm snapped. Mm. But that was a really good sell. It was a really good sell. The whole crowd went that and even I just like went, ooh. And so do we talk about like how you would actually know if it was a real injury or not? Uh, (laughs) Yes. Yeah. No, it's fine. I mean, the, I mean, the ref did throw up the X, though. Oh, he did. Watch, watch this, watch this. See that? Mm. That was, and then watch, 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 watch. Slow motion. Let's see how it looks. That's really well done. It is really well that done. That was a really well. They actually zoomed in and slow mode it, and so. <clears throat> You know, people doing uh, MMA or, yeah. or jiu-jitsu kind of know that, like, yeah, the Kimura has, you know, you have a few more inches before it actually breaks. The way they sold it there is... is it was a, it was a it, pretty It looked sell. really good. And to someone who doesn't know what a Kimura is, it was like, oh my God, you just broke her arm. And she's playing the heel again and jumping on an already injured Dakota Kai. And, and choking her out. Choking her out. A little bit of, uh, of uh, you know, they alluded to that in the promo. Mm-hmm. And if you notice, they're... And, and, and look at her. She's laughing at her. Ember Moon comes out, who's kind of the, is the title holder, the and face. The face. Um, face meaning. Meaning the good, the good girl, the good guy. The hero. The heroine. hero, the heroine. You know, the one who's going to defend the people that can't defend themselves, etc. cetera. The um, underdog. How do you feel about that when they use the, when they use the top baby face to kind of protect the other baby faces? Do you think it? It makes sense. You know, in, it, it fits the narrative. 
you know of like obviously you don't you don't you might have something against it what do you feel about it no i mean i I think it serves its purpose when used sparingly i think sometimes you know for example you would say oh dakota kai needs ember moon's help well in that case she definitely did (laughs) she had had Um, a broken arm and she got choked out yeah i just you know i just wonder any help i don't care who it is help me (laughs) right i mean exactly i mean kind of like exactly like you don't really care who it is so it does set up ember moon to kind of be like mama bear trying to protect the little cubs um, and it obviously sets up potentially Shayna Baszler and Ember Moon probably yeah. in the future, which is not mm-hmm. necessarily surprising. Uh, I wonder how Kyrie Sane will insert herself back into that piece because Kyrie Sane is a face. I've not seen her interact with Ember Moon. You mm-hmm. know, it's like how do you when you have so many f- people, how do you use them appropriately? Uh, there's individual and cross weaving storylines. If you have mm-hmm. good writers, they will find a way to as we've as we've talked about like in the past. Writers will find a way to elevate everyone. Mm. And an interesting way to do that is to just play to everyone's strengths and, and, and work them in a way rather than kind of like push an, uh, a narrative that doesn't fit them. Mm. So in other words, with, with Ember Moon, we talked about this a while back where she needs she needed the title. Yeah. She kind of needed and the title was already prestigious. So when she gets it, it kind of elevates her as opposed to the other way around. Mm-hmm. So she needed that. And now she also needs to show that she can, as you said, play the, the baby face, the protector. She needs as many of those typical like uh, uh, protagonist qualities being... Uh, televised as possible in order to build her up and not only that you get to have uh uh ember not ember moon Shayna baszler build up her heel qualities and as you saw her like walking away laughing giving kind of like a like haha yeah yeah i kicked her ass what are you gonna do you know so that elevates both of them and then as far as Kyrie Sane goes, we could argue that she's already Kyrie Sane. Oh, you know? for sure. I just I just wonder if, you know, she's <clears throat> not brought into the this part not of yet. it. Not, not yet, yet, right? You save her till later. You don't want to steal the thunder from someone else. No, not necessarily. But I just, you know, I wonder too. I think, you know, Shayna Baszler as a heel, you know, they're going to have to do a little bit more. I kind of liken it when they have to do Bailey as the face because they don't have... Well, how much more heelish can you get? Well, that's First, what I'm saying. Injuring, injuring someone. So she's a physical heel. Laughing, <laughs> laughing because she injured him. And then not only that, even after the match has stopped, attacking someone who's already down, choking them out. Right. Well, what I'm saying is her, her heel qualities come from her physically yes. hurting other people. Yes. Like she's not going to talk her way to a heel. She's no. not going to really. Situ- Ex- oh, okay. I see what she's you're saying. She's not going to situation herself to a heel. She's going mm-hmm. to force the heel because she's going to be the heel because she's dangerous yes. and unpredictable and doesn't care. And, uh-huh. the un- um, yep. Yeah. Because Is Ronda Rousey in, in interviewing Shana? No. Be- no, that's just someone who looks like Ronda Rousey. Oh, okay. geez. <laughs> uh, it'll be interesting to see. I think Ronda Rousey, did Ronda Rousey get signed? Um, I think speculation says she speculation did. Or, or she's been. Oh, wait, here we go. Here's Stephen Regal, manager. Mm. Usually he's, he's the one who's going to, play the enforcer or set something up yeah he's like i'm watching you Mm -hmm. so again this is kind of like it it, it harkens back to that max landis video about wrestling is not wrestling that it's not a wrestling show it's a wrestling it's a show about About wrestling wrestling. yeah and so that you kind of like see the things in the back in the background and here's your favorite wrestler honey Mm. who is your favorite wrestler that has just showed up cassius Oh no. Oh no. O H N O. Oh no. Go away. <laughs> well, being no. that you have so much love f- for him, I think we can we can trans- transition off of Cashizona and probably talk about some of the other news that we were uh, uh talking about earlier today mm. and that's uh this is as of today when when I was reading it that Fox, yes, that Fox 5 news at least here on the East Coast um is what w- w- was in deals with both UFC and WWE, and mm. there was a chance that WWE's uh, Monday Night Raw and their uh, SmackDown, uh, which is usually on USA Network, were later in the year probably going to be on Fox, depending on how their UFC deal goes. And mm. we were talking a bit about that. What, what were some of the high, uh, high points that we... Well, I think we were talking about if Fox was going to lose UFC, who would they lose UFC to? Or if we mm-hmm. talked about if UFC was going to go do their own thing. And then sort of talking about what does that mean? You know, where does 
WWE Fit on the Fox sort of channel offering. I think uh, Fox SB Sports One, SB One. You said Fox Sports One. Fox Sports One. SB is the ESPN's uh, award show. Oh, uh, the SB uh, <laughs> wrong network. Um, that they would put it on a sports channel, which I thought was interesting. But then mm-hmm. you talked about historically how they've moved. Um, you know, WWE has been on quite a few networks in the past, yep. and I think we talked about how. If you put it on Fox, is there any sort of politics with that in terms of decision-making just mm-hmm. by nature of it being on the network? And I think we also heard that Fox might make a bid to buy WWE mm. and what that would mean. And, um, and, lo- and long story short, I'm, I'm, you asked me, like, oh, what do you think of that? And I'm against it. I'm against it more so. Just the, the long story short of it is that professional wrestling works best when it's run by uh, a professional wrestler or someone who really understands the professional wrestling business. Mm-hmm. Professional wrestling does not work when it's run by uh, uh, a network executive. Mm-hmm. Even if they've, even if they were Emmy Award winning, even if they were global, glow, what am I, what am I trying to say? Golden Globe winning, any any of the Oscar winning, any of those type of directors or 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 executives mm-hmm. on any other t- type of network, if they have never been involved in professional wrestling before, they're going to approach it the wrong way because. Pro- it's professional wrestling is so unique in the way it, it attracts its audience mm-hmm. and how the audience is so unique in the way it interacts with the product that if you don't if you don't understand it, it's, it's going to go under and i think uh, i i told you before that pretty much every single uh, wrestling entity that had been bought out or taken over by a non-wrestling executive they've all failed mm. yeah i mean it's just from a medium and a standpoint, it's kind of like, you know, we talked about theater combined with sports combined with, you know, there's so much at play here mm-hmm. that um, like to your point now, do you think if there was an executive that was a huge wrestling fan, that would be better or not even necessarily because the business of wrestling is different than being a fan of wrestling. <laughs> uh, funny you bring that up because there's actually um, uh, Billy Corgan from the, yes, that Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, owns a wrestling company called uh, TNA, standing for Total Nonstop Action. Uh, actually, I may be getting that wrong. He owns the NWA, which is way back. If you know a little bit about professional wrestling history, there was it stands for the Nas- National Wrestling Alliance, and they were one of the original big, big companies prior to when uh, WWF rose to power, and then mm. eventually, you know, Vince McMahon took over everything, and so. Uh, Billy Corrigan made all his Smashing Pumpkins money and invested, and he's a huge wrestling fan, and he's currently trying to rebuild the NWA. Mm. So that is an example, uh, and we will see what happens, and hopefully uh, that is a long-running experiment, and we'll within five to ten years it'll answer your question (laughs) (laughs) right right i mean i guess there's only so long you can survive on you Mm -hmm. know schools and you know nights at columbus halls and things yep um even as that's i mean i respect him for wanting to give it a shot why not when you have the funds and the means uh but to your point it's kind of like let's see and i I, honestly i think since wwe is already a publicly traded company already has a board of directors Mm -hmm. i mean we looked at their financial statements previously it'll be interesting to see what 2017 closes out at especially with the network subscriptions and their forecast for that. But like they really have no reason to sell that it it is because they're, as we said, they're basically the monopoly. It's like when you think of professional wrestling, the biggest, when when you ask what's the biggest professional wrestling company in the world, like everyone's always going to say WWE. They're known as the number one right? as far as a global entity as well too. And you've gone into it in the past as far as marketing of their, what's their international plan been or what's, their international strategy been recently? Um, Recently, it's been about signing people in individual countries. So I think they've uh, signed the first female from the Middle East. Mm -hmm. So what happens is if they sign people from countries, even if it's just one or two people, it makes their country get behind that person and sort of immediately starts to bring eyeballs to the product. Then what happens is once you have shows in those countries, so you have a couple of stars that you build up so that when the show comes to town, the locals want to come see it because they now know that they have skin in the game because you know, their native person is there. Then you follow it up with like the UK. When you have enough people that you've brought in, then you now have enough for a champion. And then you have champions face each other. And, you know, they've just started that with the UK championship. I expect to see that grow. Mm-hmm. You're smiling. Is that because Cassie Ono just got whacked in the head? I'm smiling because, like, as, as much as we knocked Cassius Ono, the guy he's going against, his name is, I saw in the beginning, Raul Mendoza. Mm-hmm. And he's basically, you can tell that he's, like, quote, a nobody slash 
Um, or maybe he's, I don't know, maybe I haven't been watching in a while, but he is putting on an amazing match with Cassius Ono. Yeah. As much as we, we hate or you hate aesthetically his build, he has always been known to be able to go. Now watch this. Cassius Ono's like, what do you think, 6'4", six, 6'5"? Six, yep. how, how tall do you think Raul Mendoza was there? Like 5'10", like 5'9", five, yeah. five, in comparison. And so he played the scrappy underdog really well the entire time and both of them looked amazing and i'm sure if and i'm gonna take a bet right now that as soon as they pull him up or whatever the shake crowd, hands the, again either no? shake hands or the crowd itself is going to give him a really a really good round of applause we'll, we'll see if we see it let's just watch some of the highlights of what this kid was able to do look at this and Very i crisp. like I, and i'm terrible because they both have dad <laughs> bods and i just am like <laughs> they don't look like firefighters that are ripped <laughs> yep and boom. Ooh. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, good, a good match. Flying forearm to the back, that his forearm is his finisher. But again, this is, this is an example of the best case scenario that you can have is both, both people look better mm-hmm. coming out of it. So Cachazona looks, you know, he's able to be uh, pretty dominant. Still had some trouble against the other guy, but still pretty dominant. And also at the same time, Raul Mendoza comes from a zero to, all right, he can, he can, if, he if, can you, go, yeah. if you work well with Cassius Ono, who on the independence has always been known as like a really good worker, really mm-hmm. good to like, uh, uh, build up baby faces or no build up baby faces or build or work well with heels and bring out the best in people. And now who are we watching? I, I don't remember her name. Uh, uh, Zelina. Uh, oh my God. I forgot her last name. So she Zelina is, Vega. So she go. is the um, manager, valet, mouthpiece, uh, mastermind. You, you, you don't want to use the word valet. I remember you, you knocked me for using the word valet. Uh, definitely the advocate for uh, uh, Cien Almas. Well, she's more, than a, Almas. she's more than a valet because WWE tries not to do those anymore. Nope. And, uh, and she plays an active role. And she talks. <laughs> for and him. she talks and, and she plays an active role. And she's actually behind the scenes probably training very hard. For her eventual uh, introduction in, into the into the women's division. Yeah, no, I, I foresee that coming too. I think you know she's really good on the mic. Mm-hmm. I think, and uh, we've seen like little hints of uh, a physical capability that would potentially indicate that she is training at NXT. Mm-hmm. I, would, I mean, I would like to see it. I think immediately um, she has a story, and immediately she could easily have her own story. So we'll see what happens. But I really like her. I like the attitude. And the pacing of this show so far has been pretty decent. And I, and I and and I'll I'll say something at the end after the episode is over, obviously about like what we were talking about prior. Well, to I think the, the the, so far they're doing a good mix of mm-hmm. like off out of ring promos, background recording, like a lot of story pushing forward as well as the matches in between. Sometimes mm. NXT generally doesn't really have a ton of promos or, mm-hmm. and they'll just go match to match to match. But it seems like based on this pacing, they're trying something a little different. And it it. Yes, definitely trying something different, and they and they're always trying to mix it up to keep it fresh. And oh, the next takeover will be in Philadelphia, and it looks like the champion will be defending. Oh yeah, that's right, we'll, we'll be defending against Johnny Wrestling, Mr. Johnny Gargano. And my prediction for calling it now is that Johnny Gargano will, will get very very close to beating him, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, Champa will come out, make his comeback return, and then screw over Johnny Gargano and start off the whole one-on-one again. Uh, again, but it's not really again because uh, what is it? Uh, Champa turned on him, mm-hmm. but he injured himself in the in the process of turning on him. Oh, so they never had a one-on-one they post-turn. Never had it, and so he injured himself. He, uh, I think Champa tore his ACL. So that's why you've only seen Johnny Gargano. Oh, I, I don't think I knew that. Yeah. Mm. So that's why for the past six days. Oh, look at this. Our favorite. Velveteen Dream. Did you hear what he said? He goes, say it. <laughs> he wants him to say it. Oh, say thank you. Oh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to say his name. Yeah. I don't know that we, we watched last week, so I don't know what they're referring to. I think he, they were. Um, I. Oh, it's uh, he he's saying thank you because I think right now um, Velveteen Dream is injured. That's what, he was supposed to be in part of that match. I think that's what it was. Uh, but you know, um, thinking of all thinking of all the listeners, I think we can probably count on uh, two fingers how many are actually following professional wrestling. That's true. So, 
We love you guys, though. We do. Hope you're having a happy new year. Hey, guess what? In the upcoming podcast with uh, Allison O'Brien, mm. three-time, three-time, three-time Emmy Award-winning Allison <laughs> uh, at a certain point, you know, what we were talking about mm. was uh, New Year's resolutions and goals. Oh, were you? Yes. Because the theme of this month is the, the nice hacky topic of uh, New Year's res- resolutions and goals. So what's your resolution, son? My resolution is to talk about all my failed resolutions and failed <laughs> goals, because I think there's nothing worse than someone... Uh, that uh, always talking down to you like, oh, this is how you uh, can succeed in life. And it's just like, I'm, I'm doing a podcast on my dining room table that we just had McDonald's here uh, recently. You which know what I mean? which so. was del- delicious because mm-hmm. we're just classy folks. So name one. I'll name one if you name one. What was a resolution that you failed miserably on? <sighs> um, I think it was... One year I wanted to like eat better and I failed on it because uh, that year I got into World of Warcraft. <laughs> and that's, that's a wonderful way to derail the resolution. And you were never seen again. I was never seen again for that year. I came yeah. out, uh, uh, I, I came out of like the, you know, that moth cocoon, <laughs> like steam coming out and like, huh? Uh, like uh, like Neo from the Matrix with all the jelly, like oh oh, what is this the real world now? What's happening? I have to use my eyes all over again. Oh my goodness. Your, your ears, you? ears were permanently squished to the sides yes. of your head from the headphones. Mm-hmm. I think one time I wanted to I wanted to bike across the United States, but not actually bike across the United States. I wanted to like use a stationary bike to clock the miles it would take from one end of the country to, to the other because hmm. I thought it sounded cool. And what happened? I never did it. Like I think I biked. I went to the gym and biked once for How like twenty minutes, and I was like, mm, I don't know, a couple. And I was like, so you made it like 0.01% of the way there exactly. or something. Exactly. <laughs> and it was like, um, this isn't really as fun as I thought it would be. I mean, mm-hmm. probably actually biking across the U.S. would be awesome. Uh, but I thought I would do it from like the LA Fitness down the block. I think I, I failed at that as well, too, in the sense of I, I hyped myself up of, of like some plan. I think it was something to like learn um, or or. Yeah, I remember a couple of years ago, it was like, oh, I, I want to really get good at computer programming languages. And I made a plan. Uh-huh. Remember I used to be in a big planning phase thing? I oh, had my yeah. planner, my Franklin, Fra- Franklin Covey. Covey. you were all about it. I mean, it helped with things that I already w- was doing. But in, in terms of like new things, mm-hmm. I think for a bunch of them, I spent 90% of the time planning. And I got my endorphin rush of like putting together a plan. And then I never executed for, I mean, I know plan. we talked about it. Like the endorphin <laughs> rush, like your brain thinks you did it when you just planned that's, to do that's, it. That's what I did. Yeah, I mean... Don't listen to me, folks. I'm just, uh, as we said, uh, one of the ongoing themes of this is just like backseat parenting. Do you ever want to listen to a backseat driver or a backseat parent? Well, sometimes. So every time I drive, I listen to a backseat driver. Who's that? You. Oh, I thought you were about to say Warren. He can't talk yet. When he can, I'm sure it'll happen. He talks. Well, he doesn't say mama. Hmm. What does he say? Dada. And what? Or or, or daddy. Right. He has no idea what it means, but oh, he says no. it. He knows it's you, but he just thinks he thinks it's a response to everything as well. Mm-hmm. So outside of him knowing it's you, it's a dada is a response when people try to get him to say mama, mm-hmm. which he thinks is and hysterical. Mama, and then we say dada, then everyone cracks up because he's saying dada, and then he thinks it's like this is what I'm supposed to say. So and he also says chicken <laughs> and cheese, 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 right? Not cheese, but cheese, chicken. Trying to say thank you. So thank you a little bit. And um, what, what is it back to it? See, so so why would you take New Year's resolution or goal advice from people who can't even get who their, had McDonald's for <laughs> who had, dinner? Had McDonald's for dinner on our po- in, our, in our podcast studio dining room table, right? And then also has been saying for the past like three or four podcasts, oh, we should write on our our social media or whatever <laughs> page to solicit uh, people on this really you know uh, hacky topic in January. Oh yeah, you know. I think we'll, we'll make our topic for uh, February. Oh, uh, who is your Valentine or your fa- or, or sweetest Valentine stories? Let's get really, really cheesy. Oh, imagine right? if we recounted like mm-hmm. our failed Valentine's days or dates or oh, things geez. when we were kids. Oh, I mean, it can't be as hacky as reporting on NXT and while, while watching it. No, right? I mean, another show where the, the story is already built out for us. And all mm-hmm. we have to do is make comments on something that no one is watching. <laughs> No one's watching. No one cares, and 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 no one listens. Right? You can mm-hmm. shake your you can you can nod your heads if if, if you want to. Why are you still li- listening to us? Aren't you? Well, they're probably listening to us because they are they are actually a lot better than us, and they're at the gym right now. And right now they're in the middle of their um, um, biking across. <laughs> 
the, the United States and you're actually discouraging them. Legal. Yes. Or they're in their car driving, hating mm-hmm. it's New Jersey drivers. We pay the highest mm-hmm. in car insurance and property mm-hmm. tax and just hating life. And they're like, I'll listen to these guys. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't. No, no? they're not hating life. These are wonderful people. Wonderful. You are wonderful listeners. All of them out there. Well, you keep asking them why they're listening. They're, one day they're going to be like, well, I'm not anymore. <laughs> I keep, you keep asking why. There's something wrong with my life. <laughs> we love all our listeners. This guy looks spunk- <laughs> spunky. Leo Rush. Unfortunately, I think he's no longer with NXT. What? I this think, was like last week. <laughs> well, these are taped episodes. Right. But I mean... How delayed are they? I do not know. And I might be wrong about Leo. I think what happened was there was, uh, he, he got, he got in the, in the, in the doghouse. maybe he's still with the company, but he mm-hmm. like made something, said something on Twitter about, uh, one of the other wrestlers who got, I forgot what happened, but all the other wrestlers were like, dude, you're just a rookie. You're not allowed to like knock any of the other like main talent yet. So you can Google it. I forgot what it was, but oh, apparently so he's he still was, here. He thought he was like kayfabing it on Twitter. And Something like that. It was not like any like real like mainstream. Oh, shit. Who is this? Sorry for the curse. That was a pretty good entrance, by the way. It, it was made me excellent look at entrance. This. Look at this. And by excellent entrance, it's just, he's just standing there. But the music and the vibe. It's like red. Look at that. Look at that beard. Yeah. That is a glorious beard. Like a very Lars Am- an Amish Sullivan. beard. Lars. Oh, look at this. So it's a, it's like a beating heart, a red, red strobe, uplighting, low, pi- with a red like, was it scrim in the background? Mm-hmm. The crazy thing about him is that the he, what makes him a very interesting heel, monster heel, by the way, because this guy's huge. Mm. He's obviously got the big scary beard, and he and he, uh, you know, does like power moves, high impact moves, and he grrrs, like like while in the ring, but outside of the ring. He's very well spoken mm. and talks very coherent and almost like talking down to you with his uh, uh, expansive vocabulary. Intellect, yep. You know, so look at this. I kind of like when they're completely different they're, people. Yeah, look, but look what they're doing with this. Very Andre the Giant, huh? Very. You can tell that they've been they've worked on this entrance. Oh yeah. I've not seen this entrance before, so I, I would say this is so far a very impressive entrance and i'd rank it in like my top three yeah top it, it definitely they took some time with the lighting i there. liked uh, obviously number one is alistair black yep um uh bobby well bobby Roode was back in the day bobby Roode was always an amazing entrance does bobby <clears throat> Roode still have that entrance we wouldn't know right we, we don't watch know. main we roster yeah we don't watch main roster but back in the day it was a glorious entrance and uh i would say velveteen dream uh, I, yeah i've always loved velveteen one. dreams uh sanity is up there as well too but it kind of gets boring after a while it but, does, we, but we've seen them so many times right as far as on tv oh my god so this is a great so here's what we're gonna see leo rush is obviously what like five eight yeah well i would even S- argue that too sub 200 pounds laura sullivan is like six five i mean i would probably say leo rush is like 150 mm-hmm. at like five seven or something like he does not that big at all but extremely fit like uh fit looking definitely like uh you can tell he's going to be very acrobatic so we're going to see a very good like david and goliath style matchup so if if they keep with the theme of both wrestlers coming out better than when they came in we're going to see leo rush pull off some extremely flashy moves especially since he's the obvious face and he's also at the same time he's going to Attempt to garner, as you just said, oh, wow, right there. A lot of sympathy mm-hmm. from the crowd by selling a lot of these moves to make them look a lot worse than they actually are. And Lars Sullivan is going to look better because he's just going to come out looking even more like a vicious monster. Yep. So. Definitely David and Goliath, to your point. I mean, it's the, the, the physical contrast is stark. I, you know, I'll be interested to see how long they let this match go, though. Side topic. Is there a female equivalent of David and Goliath? Hmm, that is a good question. Female? Or would it be, or would it be, uh, um, what's her face? Uh, she's on the main roster now. Nia Jax and Bailey. Well, <laughs> for wrestling speak, sure. Uh, in actuality, I, I can't think of one off the top of my head. It's rare that you have, because usually, you know, if you're going to talk Greek mythology, it would mm-hmm. be like a Medusa and like a... Athena. I mean, I don't even know enough about Greek mythology. I'm sure it exists or, Two, some, three. or right. something so, in Shakespeare. Never mind. That, that match didn't... They could have done a lot more with Leo Rush, but that's probably still, like I said, I think he's the one who's in the doghouse, so they probably did, purposely did not give him as much. 
oh, and yeah. just made him get pretty much squashed by Lars Sullivan. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Greek mythology is, it was, I think they find like the best possible kind of like scenarios where it's not a matter of like, oh, if we have a David and Goliath, we need the female version of David and Goliath. It was just like, all right, we have a David and Goliath. Now let's just move on to something else. And that's, like you said, like the Medusa, which is in itself already a badass. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot. I think if you go to Greek mythology, like they, the women did, I mean, everyone did a lot of effed up shit to each other, but there are some interesting like jealousy, mm-hmm. lovers, quarrel, triangle type, you know, punishments. Oh, he, here's the part that I'm talking about. Listen to how well-spoken he is. See, it's not like, like not undiscernible speech or anything. Still very. Yep. So he just sounds like a normal guy, Mm -hmm. which is good. I forgot who he was talking about here. I forgot who he was. Oh, he was. He's going to destroy something because he's angry about it. Who? Who? Oh. Huh. Mr. Mr. Harry Back Guy. From, well, they're, from they're all a little. They all could use a little bit of a wax. <laughs> could, they, could they not? Could they not? Um, oh, he's got a point. A little bit that of would a just, sl- That would just be interesting to, because in terms of the per- personality department, it looks like, I would say Lars Sullivan, even though he's been in there uh, uh, a little bit, He's shown more personality than Achillean Dane. Oh, I would agree. I, would I mean, agree. Achillean Dane is part of uh, the better faction. Mm-hmm. But, oh, what's this? What are we going to see here? Oh, he's going to do his, like, a super slam off the top. There we go. He's up. He's going to go down, folks. Boom. Boom. His finishing move is called the freak accident, honey. Mm. That cell is a little weird, though. Oh, he's twitching. <laughs> Leo rushes. Is trying to t- t- sell the oh nerve damage. Twitching. Yeah, I think he he needs a little cell and help. Like what? Well, what do you call that? Like the fish out of water, like flopping around type of cell. Yeah, that's what it is. Well, he also didn't sell. Like he like so he tried to do like the whole fencing pose, knocked out thing. Boom. See, like he like that's why he's like looking at him. Like what? But yeah, uh, once again, thank you to all listeners. <laughs> I know for bearing with us, because that was a whole lot of, let's hear what he says, even though you can't hear what he says. Too bad. Mm. Uh, oh, we, wait, there's a backstage beatdown. Oh, it's Undisputed, your favorite. Mm. Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and Adam Cole, baby. And who are they beating down? One of the Sanity guys. That looks like... The little one, I think. The little one, Eric Young. <laughs> Compared to the other big guys, yeah. That's You're true. You're actually oh, right. Oh, no, they beat them. down, uh, what's his face? Uh, Wolf, something, Desmond Wolf? No, the Desmond Wolf is I'm something real, else. I'm uh, really I'm, bad I'm at bad names. with the names with, uh, for, for Sanity as well, too. So, Whisper Ride Cruisers. Whisper Ride Cruiser. Is that a name of a wrestler? Because it should be. <laughs> Imagine, I'm Whisper Ride Cruiser. No, that's the name of the, the, the cart, car push thing I put together tonight for Warren. Oh, what about it? There's not lots of whispering going. Why would they call it a whisper? I don't know. I was trying to build it while he was eating, which I think was was a bad was a bad thing to do. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that, uh, like the ooh mix mac challenge. We gotta talk about that. Um, I always think like, oh, I can easily put together this toy while he eats, or I can easily put together this toy while he naps. Move, and it's move, mom. It's always harder than I think it is. Always. <laughs> so what what is this commercial for? <laughs> Um, <laughs> this, this is for the mix match challenge coming up. So, uh, earlier in the podcast, I, I had thrown something out there that made people just go, huh, eh, uh, where I said, usually uh, WWE is usually at the forefront of a lot of like new technology. <clears throat> so they were one of the first ones where, well, maybe not the first ones because it was obviously like MLB network or something prior, but I would say before a lot of other like, uh, uh, sports streaming services really jumped on the bandwagon uh i would say wwe was one of the first ones so the other thing that they're attempting to do is teaming up with facebook for the face what's the app called facebook i don't even know if it's an app but the thing that facebook 
the event that they're pushing pushing is called Facebook Watch. I don't mm. know, people, you, you could Google it. But in any case, they have a mixed match challenge going on. And I see you have a list there, hon. I do. So the the event has its uniqueness because through Facebook or or something uh, that eventually got through to, to Facebook, I'm not sure if you did the voting on Facebook, I'm not sure if they just read posts, but they matched up uh, male superstars with the female superstars mm-hmm. in... Uh, and uh, and there are combinations that have never been done before. Some of them are actually pretty unique. And they will be competing in, I guess, some type of tournament. I'm not sure if it's going to be round robin. I'm not sure if it's going to be single elimination. What I do know is that there's they were hyping that it's going to be extremely interactive somehow mm-hmm. via Facebook Watch. I'm not sure if it's something where you get to... Um, actually try to direct the match in a way of like oh i want to see so and so uh be in the ring first or i want to see so and so use this use their finisher right now or so i don't think it's going to be that level of interactivity you it, never i know. mean could it be i would be surprised if it was it'll be interesting to see so it's on tuesday 10 p.m so next tuesday 10 p.m eastern time on facebook i guess you can follow wwe and then you'll get i guess notified and i think it's just a live stream that you can join January 16th. So that's next Tuesday. Yes? Yep. Okay. Right? Right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but you said it was 10 p.m. Eastern, so is that is that time? I, bl- I, th- I think so. It's a little late, no? Yeah, it is. Well, I guess they but... need the, the West Coast, too. It's kind of hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's a couple of interesting matchups. Um, do you want me to list them? As far or? as as far as some, yeah, you can just run right down, and then I'll I'll I'll, I'll give my immediate reaction. So we have Sami Zayn and Becky Lynch. Uh, that one was funny because Becky Lynch was like, oh my God, we're going to bring back the old Sami Zayn. And Sami Zayn's like, because uh, Sami Zayn's playing the bad guy now. Right. But he, in his mind, he thinks he's always playing the good guy. He goes, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm just going to be Sami Zayn, the Sami Zayn you always always seen. But Becky's like, no, the good Sami Zayn, the good Sami Zayn. <laughs> so that'll be a funny matchup. It will. And I think they both have the whole, not Irish, because I mean, Sami Zayn's not Irish. He's... Oh, they're the soulless team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're both uh, mm-hmm. redheaded. Uh, so then we have uh, Carmella and Big E. Uh, which uh, the joke I think is that Carmela loves uh, uh, big guys, and before you get your mind, you get your mind out of the gutter. Biggie is the name of uh, Big e, uh, Eric Langston, and he was uh, Carmela was also paired up with. Uh, remember that guy, the one with the no chin. What was his name? Oh, I don't remember. He wasn't really Ells- even... Ellsworth. Yes. Ellsworth. And his nickname was the Big Haas. Mm-hmm. And then also, in real life, she was dating Big Cass. Right. So, anyway. So, there's a big theme going on there. Anyway. So, uh, I that's think that, that one. That one will be more for comedic effect, I yep. think. Mm-hmm. Then we have Bobby Roode and Charlotte. Uh, that's going to be glorious because they both have amazing robes. Right. And the cape. So, I think it'll have robes some good, capes. good entrance there, right? Yes. And also, on, on paper, that's a really good team. Well, I mean, as from a physical like, from worker their, perspective. From like their power rating standpoint. Because Charlotte's an accomplished champion. And Bobby Roode, former uh, NXT champion. And, and they're really solid wrestlers. Like, yep. I think mm-hmm. on equal playing field. They're both tall. Yep. I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's definitely yep. a power team. Then you have Finn Balor and Sasha Banks. Uh, eh. kind of like a, I mean, they're both above, you know, yeah, upper, upper mid-car main eventers in their respective things, but it's kind of like Finn Balor has, he's starting to show a little more edge because lately he's been, uh, they've been teasing him and, uh, the club, which was for, uh, which were his former tag team partners back in new Japan. And they were known as the bullet club. So it's kind of teasing the hardcore audience from uh you know the independent days of like and when he was with that bullet club he was a heel mm. and he played a really good asshole heel so uh and then sasha banks <laughs> i mean she's i don't know i don't watch so i don't know the yeah. storyline but she's so it's always solid maybe they'll both wear leather jackets mm-hmm. i don't know uh, it doesn't particularly you know make me go ooh or ah or anything so uh and then we also have um oscar and the miz well, that's an interesting one, just because it's Oscar who's awesome and undefeated and, and and amazing, and then you have the Miz, who's in his own right, he's just the one of the best heels, mm-hmm. like on one of the best on the mic, and and such a personality that can uh, is a contrast to like the ass kicker that is Oscar. So that'll be. I think also I need to go back and probably see how the what the promos were cut to get to that team together because to mm-hmm. to that point they are. 
uh, kind of different from each other in terms of like the Miz kind of is a little bit of a coward. Like yes, he kind of runs away. The cowardly heel versus someone who never runs away and is just super dominant. So yeah. So it'll be interesting probably to see him hide behind us. You know, there'll, there'll be, I think, so, some cool things there in terms of a juxtaposition. If we could interrupt the, 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 the match announcement, we have Undisputed Era, which three of them, which includes, uh, as I said, the three of them. Um, um, I already named their names. But it looks like uh, the, the people who are going against them will be... Uh, Roderick Strong and our favorite, as far as entrance, is Alistair Black. I thought they were going to bring out a third one mm-hmm. to, to, to counter a- Adam Cole. Well, it's but... interesting if you notice Nikki Cross came out freaking out first. <laughs> had to pull her back and then... Uh, oh, she was out here already? She was. I didn't even notice that. Well, they didn't let her get to the ring because she was freaking out. So there were like five uh, refs on her. I didn't even notice that. I was so in, 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 uh, engrossed with uh, the mixed match challenge tag team analysis which you may continue now uh, what do we have nakamura and natalia oh. <laughs> i saw the video of well natalia like uh uh discovering that her partner was nakamura oh, so yeah? that, it, it was it was kind of funny so that's just fun because it's nakamura yeah and natalia you know how i feel about natalia she's always kind of like solid wrestler but they just never really pulled off like establishing her as like dominant as like a charlotte so nakamura makes up for a lot of that mm. it should be interesting uh Elias samson and bailey that's a good one you think yeah that's a good one just because Elias samson is so much of like a you know over the top uh crowd uh heel mm. you know where he plays the gu- guitar and like the crowd hates him for that Bailey usually the baby face, but you but lately she's been garnering mixed reactions. Really? Yeah, because of just horrible writing and direction for her. So it would be interesting. It's it's I think it's a good matchup just to see if 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 Elias can get anything out of it or if something can come out of it. Do you think Bailey could ever turn heel? Absolutely. Yeah. At this point, yeah. I think she could I think she can turn heel in her own way where it could go nuclear heat just because of how like they remember it's kind of like a fall from grace like the Mm. highest that you are there has to be like just as low you know what i mean right i mean it would be almost interesting if she was like a jealous heel versus like i'm a i'm an angry or bad person i find sorry the heels that are are motivated by like emotion mm -hmm. like i'm jealous so i'm gonna do anything to win i'm gonna versus i'm just a mean person because i don't think Mm -hmm. she'll ever pull off i'm mean all of a sudden she can't even pull off emotion (laughs) um the classic example of when you were talking about like the 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 fall from from great or just like someone you can't really imagine (laughs) as a heel was original back in 96 when they turned hulk hogan Mm -hmm. this was back in the wcw days and Hogan was always, and it was always like, like a given that he would always be a good guy. Mm. You know, say your prayers and eat your vitamins, brother. You know, uh, but he turned heel, and it just—that's what kind of like put professional wrestling back on the map, and and just set off the whole Monday Night War, set off the whole Attitude Era. But it it required turning a beloved hero into mm. uh, a heel. That's a chancy move to do that. It I was think. a vi- it was an extremely chancy move, and no one really knew how good it would it would get pulled off. But it pulled off, and here we are. Yeah. And then Hulk Hogan's a heel in real life too now. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, and then the last but not least, we have a uh, Goldust and Alicia Fox. Goldust is going to make that one. Alicia oh, Fox. Yeah. Well, yeah. Alicia. Mm, I don't know. I'm I surprised really Naomi's not on it. Probably not announced yet. Not sure. Well, we'll yeah, see. I don't know if this is the final one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams. So four matches? Maybe. Four would be four, I, two, I, and I one. Don't think we're, I don't think we have to worry about it being like something super legit where there's going to be like, oh, a title contender. And it's gonna well, it's a test, I think. The, yeah. It's a technology test, realistically. It's a technology test, but, but it's How also good's at the, the same Wi-Fi? time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a technology test. And at the same time, as, as I said, with uh, Elias and Bailey, it could probably, due to the interaction that they have, plant a seed for future like character development mm. that nor- that normally would not happen 
in the in the vein of like the 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 main writing that they do for them as far as storylines it could be like oh my god this team is for whatever reason trending so hard or like Mm -hmm. it blew up so big that you gotta ride the momentum somehow i also wonder too because it is mixed gender if they'll kind of play with like mini side story like like in match storyline like i don't know is there attraction is there a pulse like it's a little, it gives them a little bit of, I think, more room there to see if they even, I don't even know if they address that. I see very, what you're saying. You, they very, very, very rarely will play kind of like a, a lover's quarrel. or Not like, a lover's quarrel, but like, it's a different dynamic that they've not had before. Mean? Like the mixed, in-match mixed, you know? So what do you mean by the, the did you say attraction? Well, kind of, or like repulsion, or like, you know, I'm going to. Give me an example. So, like, let's say uh, we talked about how maybe the Miz would hide behind Oscar, right? Or you know, would <laughs> that's good. Yeah. You know, would it's like when you when you tag in, but like someone you hit the, the other person, your partner's back when they uh-huh. want you to, or they yeah. don't notice. And like they're like a little bit more that way. Yeah. And we also talked about. I think they probably are going to have the stipulation that you know the same gender has to yes, fight the same that's, gender. That's, it's not. And I think, especially for something like Facebook and like so public, they're going to keep that rule. I'd be surprised if they don't keep that rule. Well, I would be surprised. Uh, I don't think they obviously <clears throat> wouldn't let. I don't think they're going to let a female take a move from a guy, especially. That, that's what this. I mean. But yeah. I think the opposite might yep. be the case. Yes, you may see. You may see something like that. You may see. Uh, uh, Ms. Tagging Oscar, and then Oscar does her, and then does know. her thing, and like kicks Bobby Roode in the head. Yeah, you may you you may see that, right? I mean, I, I wonder also too with if they'll do anything with sort of the outside of the ring type stuff, and you know oh, they, they you always know they would. would. I mean, you know yeah, they, they would. would. So it'll just be interesting to see. I'm I'm really interesting from a technology standpoint how they do it, how much Facebook can handle in terms of how many viewers can you have live at one time. Also, the Wi-Fi and the internet connectivity and the interaction play. Like, yep. are they debuting like pop pop up poll features? Are they debuting mm-hmm. some sort of a hashtag and or word recognition software in the back end? So it's like everybody <laughs> comment with the letter A for this or the letter B for this, and mm-hmm. they're going to have to have some technology in the background that's tallying up the A's versus the B's, or is it hashtag based, or is it, you know if X amount of people comment, then this happens, or we move. You know, it's just it's really going to be interesting to see how they from a technology standpoint, what it, what it is or what it isn't. Cause I think they're debuting this. This is the first time this is ever being done. Mm-hmm. Like oh, this Facebook watch with interactivity, I think. So then if, then years from now, if suddenly Facebook watches the, the platform to watch the Super Bowl, you can all thank professional wrestling and WWE. And, uh, to say that you, you heard it about it first from, from two people who gave bad advice on new year's resolutions <laughs> from the dining room table. Yeah. That's what you can do. At least let me have that, folks. Can oh. I have that? <laughs> Can I have it, please? Yeah, yeah. But with the, um, as far as the unique attractions thing, you got me thinking, what what could happen? And mm. this is just like a, a, a hypothetical scenario, is that, let's just say, um, um, Elias and Bailey. Let's just say for whatever reason, through some weird, kind of like odd couple thing, mm-hmm. that the crowd loves them. Yep. Just absolutely loves them. And they make it far in the tournament. Maybe they don't win it. But, like, they just, like, oh, my God, this is just amazing. And then somewhere on, like, the main roster, somewhere down the line, it's like Bailey is getting, like, beat down or, mm-hmm. or something like that. And then all of a sudden, Elias comes running out to save her or yep. something. So it plants a seed for, like, if Elias ever needs to turn from heel to face, it's kind of like it's already been planted. And it would make storyline sense in right. that way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think to your point, there's a lot of storyline implication. There's a lot of, you know, everyone now has a favor they can use later on. You know, it becomes to also from if they decide to do mix uh, matches on the main card Mm -hmm. or if they do like, uh, you know, it just opens up the ability to sort of do a little bit more of that as well. Sorry, I was reacting to uh, Roderick Strong doing his versions of a backbreaker Mm. and he's working with. Uh, he's actually wrestled against a lot of these guys in the ring right now in the independence in main events already. So it's not like these, this is the first time these guys are ever working with each other. So that's why it's like a nice, fast, high-paced... I've said it before in previous uh, Warren's announce tables, especially with NXT, that NXT is known for their in-ring, in-ring, in-ring action mm. and their pace that's... you Ooh, nice. Uh, that's usually at a higher clip and... 
and I'll just straight out say it, higher quality than a lot of like uh, main roster product, mm-hmm. unless you have these type of indie stars also on the main roster as well. Which too, now performing. that they're getting yeah. quite a bit more. And um, it was it was something that we were we were talking about before that like, as far as indie talent mixing in with homegrown talent. NXT has kind of hit is trying has trying to find and has probably hit the sweet spot. Oh, is that Nikki? Oh, I thought it was Nikki Cross. <laughs> well, was they both cold. have they, they both, both have, have long, long hair. wet hair. Yeah. Um, the 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 sweet spot being that you can't keep showing like rock star independent talent coming in and jumping over uh, uh, months and months of like storyline buildup and just mm. suddenly you know getting a title shot you know because because then it's kind of like why did you invest so much time building up a storyline or gaining sympathy Mm -hmm. one two so alistair black got distracted walking Mm. into the crowd following what did he think would happen yeah so that just shows uh the uh the heel tactics as well as being outnumbered three on two so so alistair black had was chasing one of the three up into the stands and uh, it, yeah, it was a momentarily match. got, I guess, hypnotized yeah. to go after the guy who wasn't in the match yep, and then is was, now surprised that his partner got pinned uh-huh. while he was out of the ring. It was, it was two on two. And then with Adam Cole out. So what I think is going to happen here is that we're going to see who's the third person that's going to try to even the score between. Um, who do you think it is? No idea. Who do you think? Mm-hmm. Who haven't we seen yet? Uh, who haven't we seen yet? So they're building up the 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 heel heat. It's two on one right now because Roderick Strong's already knocked out of the ring. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They may just end it on this. They may end it on like a uh, who is going to help them next week. You know, they may scroll the company logo right here. Yeah, it'll be interesting or to see. Or someone's going to come in to make the save. Well, I'm, I can't even guess who it would be realistically. I mean... Would San- the Sanity's guys wake up and come back out? I don't... You know what? That's... Mm-hmm. It's it's not going to get, like, the biggest pop from me, but it's probably... the makes the most sense as well, too. Yep. So... Maybe Nikki Cross will come out and right. <laughs> Start screaming, catapult, and scratching out mm-hmm. their eyes, you know? Mm-hmm. Let's see. This gonna... is what we do. We, we, we comment, and, and then we try to predict what, what's going to happen, and then we go, and we pat ourselves on the back like, I guessed it, I called it. Because I watch the product so much and I'm invested in it, emotionally invested in it. That was you. I'm not (laughs) Well, someone's coming out because now they're bringing out a chair. Yeah, usually chair shots do do not happen in in NXT. Correct. So, I mean, Velveteen Dream's not Andre Cien. Velveteen Dream is a heel, though. Yeah. Um, No Way Jose's on the main roster, right? No no Way Jose has not been saying, oh my God. No way. I think. Oh, pretty well done. Pretty well done. Kind of like a fireman's carry Death Valley driver onto the chair. Yeah, they're probably going to end it on this. Yeah. All right. Let's see. They're going to pose, and then we're going to see. Hey. I don't know. Why would they? This is my only knock. On On an otherwise really, really great episode, if they ended on just this, Mm -hmm. here's the pose. Like I said, Aleister Black laid out. All three of them standing. I don't know what that is supposed to be. I don't know. Undispu- they're making oh, some... Oh, a U and an E. They're making That's some gang-looking signs. Yeah, they're making like really bad hand gestures. That's supposed to be a U and an E. That's supposed to stand for Undisputed Era. Yep. They're taking their sweet time with this exit cheese. Yep. Nope. That's it. That's their music. <sighs> mm. Yep. Only knock on the episode so far if they decide to end it on this. Other than that, really complete um, episode. I mean, it advances a bunch of things. It leaves some questions. You want to have someone come out to equalize everything. So, it, all right, I want to tune in next one. But, you know. I mean, Alistair Black's also not really a face, is he? He's uh, what you would call a tweener. Tweener meaning, you yeah. know, <laughs> you don't really know if he's a bad guy or a good guy. He's just really good at, you know, kicking yeah. people's butts. Yep. Well, they're they're not, and it's, they're still going. We'll see. <laughs> Are you still hanging on to I'm hope, hoping, that, that, I'm hoping. So that something something will happen? I don't think happen. anything's gonna happen. 
Here we go. Unless sanity comes out right now, nothing's happening. Uh, sanity coming out doesn't really... Oh, wait. Oh, oh. Regal's out. He's going to announce something. The man with the master plan. <laughs> Someone's again, we're quiet. Because we, we're actually watching it. We want to hear what's going on. But no one else can but us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Takeover. An extreme rules match, which yeah. usually means, yeah. So what does that mean, extreme rules? Anything goes? Pretty much anything goes, and then there's probably going to be weapons. So is it is a one-on-one? Is it just him on with Aleister Black, or is it a, a tag team? I, don't... I think it's for the tag team titles. And it looks like Adam Cole first was mad, but then he like realizes that like it's still three-on-two. Ah, there we go. There's the end of the episode. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah, it goes out with the, all right, whatever. But thank you for hanging in there, folks, as we flubbed through the last, like, Ooh. five minutes. Like, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Nothing something's gonna happened. Happen. <laughs> Nothing happens, which is, eh, you know, yep. what can you do? We can, only re- we can only report and comment on so much. And if there's, it's kind of like zero times commenting is still zero yeah but in any case that's it for the the midweek podcast that's the end of the nxt episode once again uh who do we have to look forward to we have a uh, allison on sunday right allison o'brien yes. three and time three time emmy award winner marathon runner entrepreneur she owns her own company be a good mm-hmm. one and what can we look forward from you honey is there anything well that's that's a loaded question we should, I don't know. What do you think we'll do next week for the midweek podcast? I, I've been getting pretty good at Mario Galaxy. Uh, Not uh, Galaxy, Mario Odyssey. So good that you don't know what you're yes. playing anymore. Yes, I, I, I lose myself in the video game. But in any case, I think I'm getting ahead of myself. So we'll see what happens next next midweek podcast. But please, yes, thank you all for listening. And tune in for the featured guest, Allison O'Brien, yep. this week. 